0: Welcome back to the Yard Jockeys Podcast. Today, we're talking to Katie Love from WorkHound. They specialize in helping fleets with their retention. Today, we're going to talk about how you should communicate with the younger generation, what were the biggest trends for retention in 2021, and all the things fleets can do to improve their retention. All right, well, let's go ahead and get started, Katie. Well, nice to meet you, by the way, finally.
1: Nice to meet you, too.
0: Um... All right. Uh, so why don't we just start off, Katie, and you just tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your background.
1: Yeah. Hi, I'm Katie Love. I lead marketing at WorkHound. We are a driver retention software service and we serve um, all parts of the supply chain, but we're, uh, we got started in trucking. We help drivers share anonymously uh, what's how their day is going with their company. And so then we present that information back to their companies to let them know how they can improve their services or what's going right in a driver's eyes. Uh, I've been at WorkHound for almost four years now. And prior to workcount I come from sports marketing. So I oh, okay. uh, used to work with race car drivers. Now I get to work with truck drivers. Um, and I, I love this work. I love getting to do this every day.
0: Uh, is there, a, what's the most famous tr- uh, race car driver you worked with?
1: Oh my gosh. You're asking me to name drop.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Name drop.
1: Well, I, uh, I got to know Mario Andretti on a first name oh, basis. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we, you know, he's like the, you know, the grand, the father of racing here. Yeah. So it was really exciting to see him every day.
0: I didn't expect the name drop to be that big. <laughs> <That's bad. laughs> um, all right. Well, what can you tell me a little bit about the evolution of WorkHound from like where they started to where they are now?
1: Yeah, so WorkHound started in 2015. Uh, we, our founders, Max Farrell and Andrew Kripilani, saw that there was this need that we still see every day of, uh, of drivers needing better support, better um, acknowledgement and recognition for the work they do at their companies to keep them at their carriers and um, help retain them and you know the experience that even we as consumers have. Um, so they started in 2015 as a software service to improve how communication works. And we've continued to grow. We've actually uh, doubled in size over the last two years, and um, which is so fun because we get to not only help serve more co- more drivers and more customers in the industry, but introduce more of our employees to the, the services that we provide.
0: Okay. Um, so if the main focus is retention, if I'm right, and just helping yeah. fleets retain more of their drivers, what, you know, barring kind of all the crazy changes we've seen in the last two, three years, what would you say is kind of the... If this makes sense, the timeless principle are the, the one sure thing that fleets should know about retention.
1: Ooh, um, I think the that's a great question. I think the thank you. The thing that we always talk <laughs> the thing we always say is there isn't a silver bullet. You know, if there if there were, then um, then everyone would have it and this wouldn't be a problem, right? We right. could just flip the switch and decide here, now we'll retain all of our drivers. Um What we know and and really the service that we do is help improve that one-to-one communication between employers and their drivers. We know that the open door policy is a thing of the past. So uh, the the most critical thing is communication uh, and not just talking. You know, we talk about when we think about communication, we talk about communicating what I have to say, but more critically, listening to understand the root of the problem.
0: Okay. What do you see as the biggest barrier to communication between drivers and management?
1: So distance certainly is a problem. I, I think a lot of companies say that, you know, as I mentioned, the open door policy, um, but truly it's uh, it's distance in proximity, but also distance in understanding and experience. So oftentimes those who are leading a company might have never been behind the wheel of a truck. And so uh, it's, it's empathy. It's the lack of like true day-to-day understanding of the challenges that drivers are facing behind the wheel.
0: Okay how has the pandemic affected retention?
1: Yeah, man, pandemic has affected everything, right? So um, what we saw in 2020 is kind of what a lot of industry saw. People hung tight to their jobs, right? Uh, turnover was still high. We still saw those high numbers. I think the American Trucking Association said that uh, large trucking companies still saw 95% average in turnover, which is like insane, right? Like if your company or my company had that, it was like right. it would be like, how? Um, but we also saw companies uh, doing more in 2020 specifically to just take care of their drivers as humans, you know, to humanize the experience they're facing to figure out how to keep them safe and how to keep them protected from this illness. Um, but last year, the Great Resignation hit everyone. And so, uh, Trucking was hit hard with that. There's an abundance of jobs and drivers can go anywhere. And especially in the situations where drivers might not have felt humanized in 2020, uh, they found the opportunities to look for the company that was gonna do it for them. So um, turnover still remains high, but we are seeing a lot of great improvements with um, quite a few of the companies we work with, actually most of the companies we work with that are just finding innovative ways to communicate and see the driver experience through the driver's perspective.
0: Did 2021, I know just from our data and, and what we put out, that freight was outrageous and spot rates and everything for 2021 was crazy, and did, did we see a profound effect on retention throughout 2021 with, I guess, with all the pay raises and, and benefits and everything just going wild, it would seem that drivers had so many options, did it, it, Did they take advantage?
1: Yeah, you know, we're so we're announcing our 2021 driver feedback trends report and uh, pay, as you just mentioned, is, uh, is in the top five, but it's like number four. There are more important issues in drivers perspective. Uh, not that pay doesn't matter. It's just oftentimes what we see in pay is that it's confusing or uh, needs to be improved in the in the format because it, it's not always consistent, right? Like you and I are probably gonna be able to predict how to pay for our lives and driver pay fluctuates drastically. Um, so we did see a lot of pay changes in 2021, but in, in your reference to the freight changes of last year and the volatility of the marketplace where we saw some of the concerns and dr- the driver experience um, is sudden changes. You know, A driver like you or I or any employee in this industry wants to be able to prepare for their days ahead. Um, and the result of the volatility of freight meant that at a moment's notice, a driver's plan might change. And um, while that might be the job they signed up for, it's not the way the job has to be. And oftentimes that affects their personal lives. Uh, so it just makes it, you know, if we're thinking about drivers from the human perspective, as we should be, uh, when when something changes last minute and it affects the way our personal lives have to go, uh, it really affects their quality of life at their job. It breaks their trust. Right. Um, so if you know if we bring that logistics problem the the freight problem back to the day-to-day experience of a driver thinking mm-hmm. about how it just affects their day uh is where we saw it affecting retention
0: okay um i i would assume uh, and i think the data bears this out that the, the demographic of trucking will change over time as you know we know the baby boomer generation retiring and the, and it gets younger and younger for trunk drivers Will that change the strategy of retention? Have we seen the strategy of retention change over time?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, turnover happens fast, right? We know that drivers can be happy on Monday and then something ticks them off on Tuesday and they can be gone by the end of the week. Um, and that's one of the reasons why that open door policy continues to become more of a, an extinct strategy, Um You know, for younger generations, they're used, we're used to communicating via forms of technology. And so finding ways to reach a driver where they are, uh, expecting that, you know, they want to have boundaries with their time and space as well, um, that we can reach them in more honest and authentic ways via, you know, social media or, uh communication services like workhound is going to help reach them
0: yes that's that's a really excellent point that i hadn't thought of is the the allure of the open door policy would decay over time because uh, younger generations that's not how we how we interact i say we like i'm so young but you know we we don't (laughs) the the face-to-face doesn't mean what it used to you know and so are are you as a fleet enabling your younger drivers to communicate their concerns in a way they're most comfortable
1: Yeah, an open door policy is a very high-risk communication. You know, like, if you're going to go to someone at their desk, in their office, you have to also be prepared for how they'll react. Right. And so, uh, since trust is broken in this industry, let's let's call it like we see it, uh, drivers expect, even if it's not true, that if they go to the open door and they sit down and talk to someone at their desk, that there might be retaliation, that that person might not have time for them, that uh, they look at them and say, oh, your problems aren't important
0: could you give us two or three tips that you are the fleets that are listening? Could you give them two or three tips and how to, I guess, make their fleet more friendly to a younger, younger driver or a younger audience?
1: Yeah, I'll try. Okay. Uh, and I, I say, I say that because, um, you know, I am, I'll speak from my own experience. Okay. I'm not a driver. So my experience comes as just a younger person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, the, the main thing is find, find opportunities to uh, to be flexible for them. You know, I think we talk about that often, the flexibility that there are an abundance of opportunities. You know, we're competing against, the, the industry is competing against the gig economy. And uh, fortunately, unfortunately for them, um, fortunately for them, unfortunately for us, a lot of the uh, wages are, are competitive. You know, you can work in the gig economy and have flexibility and autonomy over your life. Um, and, uh, and not, uh, you know, and then go home and have, you know, work-life balance. So looking for ways to offer work-life balance is certainly important. Um, find more ways for them to achieve a professional growth. Oftentimes for a truck driver, you become a truck driver and then you're a truck driver forever. And that doesn't really fluctuate or change. Um, looking for ways to, you know, find new lanes for them or, uh, find some autonomy over the job they're doing. Uh, we know that we work with USA truck and they found some ways to, you know, do, uh, self-dispatch. And so, um, finding some of those new innovative ways to give them control over their careers. And then finally, um, you know, technology, lean on the ways that technology can help improve their communications and the way they reach you. Um, I think there's an expectation for this younger generation that they want to be disconnected and they just want to sit at work and not talk to someone. But the truth is we want to be invested. So looking for ways to get them more invested in the work they're doing and, um, you know to build their trust and confidence in the work they're doing will build their loyalty.
0: Okay. Now, would it be fair to say that you see a lot of feedback from drivers?
1: Yeah, we see a lot of feedback <laughs> okay. from drivers. We work with about 80,000 of them.
0: Wow. So, uh if we shift back to kind of your older demographic because there's still a lot of veteran drivers out there that you want to mm-hmm. you want to keep happy as well. Is there Do fleets deal with, if they're getting feedback from drivers, hopefully this question makes sense, if they're getting feedback from drivers, do you see that there's different feedback based on the demographic of the driver? And then if so, how do you, how do you kind of balance that?
1: Yeah, there certainly is. Um, so the main thing I would say in our, in the communication we receive from like that generational divide is I, a lot of these older drivers more experienced drivers are are concerned about being forgotten about there's so much focus on building up a new generation of drivers that um some of the ways we see that are you know they they hire a new class of drivers and they all get the fancy new trucks right and these veteran tenured drivers are still driving their older um maybe also just as experienced (laughs) truck that they've had for a few years and so uh, those are symptoms of, of them communicating that they feel forgotten about. So uh, just as we're focused on this newer generation, we have to continue to remember those tenured drivers.
0: All right, Katie, I just saw that uh, WorkHound released their annual trends report for 2021, uh, and which I know included a lot of data, but what, what was the big takeaway from that?
1: Yeah, you're right. We get a ton of information from all of those drivers, right? We, as I mentioned, have feedback from about 80,000 of them. And so Uh, What we found is that 50% of drivers who commented about training, about the training theme in our dashboard, um, have now left their company, uh, which is important because we don't see that number with any of our other themes. You know, we track feedback from logistics and pay and communication and home time, but the most critical one was training. We know those early days are the most important for getting drivers involved and invested uh, and feeling loyal and confident in the work you're able to provide for them. Um, So. If you want to take a look at one thing in your company to improve this year, I would recommend looking at your orientation program and making sure your trainers are, are trained to be trainers, that they're not just some guy that happens to want to do this, that he really, he or she, or some gal that wants to do this, um, that they are fully equipped to be a good leader and ambassador for your company, and that your resources, your, se- your software, your technology is fully equipped to provide the most most accurate, the best and most accurate information for your drivers
0: according to a survey and i think i've mentioned this in every video that we've shot so far according to a survey that truckers news did 78 percent of drivers knew they were going to quit a job by the orientation process alone so fo- you're, you're you're saying focus on orientation and everything we're, we've seen from our data says the same thing
1: yeah and you know it's interesting you mentioned this too that we're talking about this early days is uh this this driver retention problem isn't just isolated to drivers Drivers also want to be, um, you know, it's, it's like any industry driver, employees will decide to quit, they'll, they'll, they'll quit a company, but they won't quit a manager, right? Like they want to stay if their manager is really good. So I think even thinking about how you're um, equipping the early days of a driver, manager, dispatcher, planner, uh, maintenance worker, like making sure they have a proper training experience because those are going to be the front line for your drivers. If they're unhappy in your job, it's going to overflow into the driver experience, Right.
0: Right. And I've read, I remember I was reading reviews for a company trying to get a good sense of who, who what their brand was like. And that was a common theme in the reviews. It was, uh, if you get the right manager, this place is great. If you get the right fleet manager, this place is great, but you can't get a bad one. And so that's really wise what you said about, you know, they'll quit a company, but they won't quit a manager. That's one thing that we probably don't think about as much when it comes to trucking.
1: It's true. And you know, the thing I we talk about a lot at Workhound, even in our own culture, is that um you know, is that we we often put people in a box, like that somebody is good or bad, uh, that they might not be something in between. And oftentimes we are always somewhere in between, like I'm having a good day or I'm having a bad day, or I'm just like a middle day. Um, finding so we also just recently had, we have a lot of conversations about mental health. We know that mental health and mental wellness is an important component in this driver retention conversation. Um, and so it's burnout. And so burnout is something we talk with our carriers about a lot. Uh, you know, how, how are you thinking about making sure that your driver managers are being alleviated from burnout? Because if your driver managers are burnout, then burnt out, then ultimately they're going to take out that frustration, concern, cynicism on drivers. Right. And that's a one to a mini conversation. If a driver manager has 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 drivers on their board, that's 50 drivers who might've had a really frustrating conversation or interaction with the company.
0: As we've surveyed more truckers, we've, we've found anecdotes about the orientation process that I think a lot of them are going out of vogue, but stuff like, when you came to orientation, you had to stay in the same room with these other complete strangers that were at orientation. They put you up in a hotel with, this, with strangers. Even, I even heard stories about bunk beds with complete strangers and then like, and then like drug tests where it's like, it's not like you get to go to the bathroom. It was like, walk around the corner. <laughs> it's like, the, I mean, it's just unreal. Some of the stuff we heard.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I've heard some similar stories, um, like that. And actually I, so I went to the women in trucking conference in November and, um, sat in a safety session. Um, one of our, we have a partner who is like a, she has a, an EAP, like a, um, a mental health counseling service. And mm-hmm. a lot of companies will contract her services to help with drivers and their families. Um. There was a situation where a driver, a female driver was a co-driver, team driver with um, a male and their truck broke down and in like Montana or somewhere. So like very rural and um, the company actually uh, put her up in a hotel in the same room as her co-driver and uh, and the driver made harassed her, made an inappropriate conversation, inappropriate comment toward her. And so um, funny enough, sadly enough, this was her route that she got him like blackout drunk, took the keys to the truck and then like hitchhiked her way back to the terminal and gave them the keys. So left him wow. stranded. And I was like, wild story. But the fact that that had ever have to be an experience at work, like I wouldn't have to do You know, like I am so fortunate in my line of work that that's not something <laughs> that I would have to worry about. Yeah. And it's a very common experience for truckers.
0: Yeah. I had this realization the other day and as soon as I had it, I thought, duh, probably, probably everyone, this is obvious to everyone, but we were actually doing a podcast and I thought, you know, we, you hear drivers talk about dirty trucks and I just think of it like dirty truck. Like I think of my truck as being dirty, which is always dirty because I live out in the boondocks and on dirt roads and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's not that big of a deal if the outside is dirty. But then I thought, no, that's their home. Yeah. So it's not like getting a dirty truck. It's like getting a dirty home and thinking about going into like a dirty hotel room or, or a dirty apartment. It's like, Oh, that's, that's just terrible feeling, you know? And I never even thought about from that perspective.
1: It's their home and they're bringing their home to people. They want to impress, right? You know, like customers, Mm -hmm. like they have to pull into a customer lot and the customer is like this dirty truck. Does this, this represent the driver? And it doesn't, It just happens to be like, I mean, it's expensive to wash a truck right. and a lot of companies don't offer truck washes. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, we get, we get kind of that kind of feedback all the time between like making sure their home is, is safe and clean and taken care of. Um, yeah. also because a lot of trucks have the same key. Right. You know, you can access each other's oh, trucks I, and so drivers are worried about that. Did not yeah. That. Um and kind of like RVs. Right. Um Or golf
0: carts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We also get a lot of feedback about um, terminals, you know, that, you know, maybe a terminal doesn't have facilities for females. They have showers for men and they have, you know, a whole space that that they might only have just hired females. Um, Or just like, they're like, I haven't been home in three weeks, but I want to be able to sit down and watch a TV in a chair. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's a good point. All right, you ready for our final question? All right. Yeah. Um. So if you were to, with all the data that you guys haven't come coming in and all the feedback you've received from drivers, if you could give five tips to fleets on where to start with getting a better retention, what, what would they be?
1: <laughs> well, I have to say this, but we also have the data to support it. That okay. drivers need to be listened to, you know, they want, they want someone to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that they might have been spending a lot of time uh, in their truck and, and that, that isolated time can make the conversation even longer, but talking to them every day so communicate, I would say that's certainly one factor. Uh, I would also recommend evaluating the competitive opportunities that drivers have out there drivers see it, we see it as, as a normal, you know, any uh, civilian driver on the roadway I can see on the back of the truck exactly what a company is offering and the drivers see that too. So pay attention to that, look at the competitive opportunities drivers have, and also look at their pay structure. Because one thing we know in our own uh, analysis of pay is that it's not always about the rates, but sometimes just about the simplicity. Drivers want to be able to plan for their lives. So look for ways to stabilize that pay and allow them to plan for their lives. Um, I would also recommend, and this is most recent in our 2021 Trends Feedback, our Trends Report is to take a look at orientation. We know that 50% of drivers who commented about training in 2021 left their company. And so look for ways to make their onboarding experience the most seamless white glove opportunity that they've had. That's gonna leave the biggest impression on them because the most excited a driver will be same as the most excited a customer will be with a new product is right after they've made the purchase. Um, And then take care of the driver frontline, make sure that those who are communicating with drivers every day are happy in their jobs. Look for ways to improve their workplace satisfaction, alleviate their burnout, um, equip them with the right training tools so that they're, uh, you know, polished, proud individuals representing your company because drivers see that when they aren't. They're often the ones that are most, uh, they're often most impacted if a driver manager is burnt out because they're going to take that out on the driver's um, and then, lastly, it's it's so simple, but I I talk about this often. It's the golden rule, you know. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, empathy is the most critical these days, especially whether it's in the driver retention conversation or in what's happening in our world right now. Um, we know that the world is changing fast. People are changing fast. Our entire environment is changing fast, and so. Um, look for ways to just think about, put yourself in someone else's shoes, understand the experiences they're having, um, understand that those experiences come with them to work and look for ways to, to uh, take care of them, ask how they're doing, take care of, uh, the people around you. And, uh, what we've noticed in, in the companies we, we care for that we serve every day, uh, the companies that are thinking about that and asking drivers those questions and, walking a mile in their shoes, driving a thousand miles behind their behind the wheel of their truck um, are doing the best and most for their drivers in order to retain them.
0: Well, I don't think we could end it any better than that. I really appreciate your time and, and I really appreciate the conversation. Very insightful. Thank you, Katie.
1: Thank you, David. I appreciate you taking the time to have us on.
0: Where can people find this trend report you were talking about and uh, and just more information on WorkHound in general?
1: Yeah, you can find more information about WorkHound at workhound.com. You can find an abundance of resources between our trends report, uh, our burnout guide, our pay and culture guide. Um, You can find a ton of information on how to better take care of your drivers and retain them in 2022.
0: Okay, great.